Well, good morning. Welcome to the Tobler Show. I am back. I made it back from Cancun and uh, passed my antigen test the day before we left. So I am COVID-free as far as I know and glad to be with you. Thanks so much to Eric Robert, who... Uh, Despite having 10, or is it 17 or 27 children? 25 children. Was, uh, yeah. was uh, subbing last week and uh, pitched in for me. Uh, great show. I, I can't help but listen to the show when I'm away. My wife's not the happiest about that because I'm, you know, <laughs> here I am, 5.30 in the morning. I get up just naturally uh, when I'm not doing the show. It's more like 4.30 when I am. And uh, I get up and crank on the radio. It was a great show. I enjoyed listening to it. A lot of fun. Thank you, Mr. Eric. Good job. And Max, of course, is the glue that holds the show together always, no matter who's sitting here. He has a... It's like herding cats. No, ever, no matter who's sitting behind the microphone, uh, producer Max has to sort of guide us and, you know, remind us to uh, get to the break, get out of the break, get out of here. You it know, is my not privilege. Head, you're talking too much. No, right? no, it's my, it's my privilege. And I, I've, I mean, I've <laughs> known uh, Eric for a very long time. He was my intern low those many years ago, yeah. so it was very fun to work with him. Yeah. I, uh, Eric, I remember when Eric was head of the, uh, when he first started uh, interning at the old station, mm-hmm. way back when we were, well, we were at the, it's this is like deja vu again, because we're in the same building that we were way back when, right? Yep, and, that's right. And, uh, you know, 20 years ago. And, uh, and I remember Eric was like head of the young college Republicans at Redbud in Redbud, Illinois. And he had very long hair. He did. Yeah. yeah. And um, and and it was amazing how he uh, just to watch him mature and, and climb the ladder uh, to where you know it, it, you know now he's uh, practically has a hotline to fair, uh, Chairman Powell at the Fed. No, I'm kidding. He doesn't have that, <laughs> but certainly a talented, talented investment guy and very, very astute political observer as well. And I love listening to he and Bob Stockdale mm-hmm. on the on the money every week. It's right after the show. After this show, that's right, every week. Hey, so we have a lot to talk about, and it seems like more and more and more, while this show has, over the years, drifted from more and more hardcore political policy, how can they raise the tax rate, what are they, to, to cultural things. We just seem to be talking more about cultural things, because as I, as I look at what are the common themes that are driving our political decisions and the things that affect our lives, whether it's your local level, Sam Page, are are you listening? Uh, Whether it's state or whether it's federal. And ultimately these things come down to cultural. And and so we're gonna talk about some of those things today. And it seems like every week I I land on some kind of theme that just bugs the heck out of me. (laughs) Tyranny is a consistent theme that we talk about because of course being conservatives, we are for limited government. Uh, right size regulation, uh, and we talk often about the unintended. Sometimes I think more and more. Put on my tinfoil hat here, but uh, conspiracy theory hat. But sometimes I think it's in the intended consequences of of government policy gone awry. But more, more you know, very often unintended. And so we talk about these kind of things. We, uh, you know, and and that's what's really dominating my my thought process this week. And I want to talk a little bit about what happened last week while we were on vacation. Uh, ended up doing a lot of national uh, TV stuff, uh, and and it's amazing. It was educational about the media. It was educational about the temperature of the of the cultural winds and. At the end of the day, I the theme of the day, I don't want to be a downer, 
I don't know, Max, should I go? I don't know if I should now, go there Now, was yet, your wife happy that you were on vacation and not only listening to your show while you were on vacation, yeah. but doing about five, six, seven, eight other media outlets? That's quite a vacation, Doc. Well, let's put it this way. Um, you know how, you know the old theme, was it was it uh, Dirt Cheap, uh, the cigarette shop that, that had that commercial, the more you drink, the better she looks? Yes. Well... Let's just say I kept pouring the tequila because I kept <laughs> hoping that it would keep her happy because I, well, rightfully, it was we're selling, celebrating our 40th wedding anniversary last week and hadn't been out in a, you know, a year and a half or more or two years, actually, since, you know, like a lot of people. And I tried my best to not be a, a little bit nervous and uptight about, after all, who'd, who on, on any broadcaster's bucket list, why wouldn't it be Fox and Friends first and Cavuto? I mean, you know, and CNN, right? Sure, That's something yeah. you, it's nice to be on that. Not that I asked for it. And the way the Fox things came about, I'm telling you, that was, uh, it was harrowing. Early part of last week was harrowing. I have never been so nervous in my life. I couldn't tell if it was the salad in Cancun or if it was what happened as a result of the CNN, if you know what I mean. I had to, do you know what they get for three ounce? I don't even know if it's three ounces of Pepto-Bismol in the little gift shop at the resorts. You know, you could probably get, what, a, a quart of it for a few bucks here, three or four bucks. Ten U.S. for like four doses of Pepto-Bismol. Worth every penny. Oh, you're telling you're telling me. Yeah, it was good. Came in handy. But um, anyway, we're going to talk about that uh, in the second segment. But before we do, something has come up uh, the, in the news over the last couple of days that we have the resident expert here, uh, uh, film critic extraordinaire and producer on the Tober Show, Max Foisy. And I, I had to. I just I'm so curious. This is one of those like almost voyeurish kind of things. It's like. How in the world did Alec Baldwin kill the head of photography, a cinematographer, uh, and wound the, apparently pretty gravely, wound the director of this low-budget film that they're shooting out in Santa Fe, New Mexico? How does that happen, Max Boise? Let's let's frame the story first for those who don't know it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, well, I, I can play the cut that we have here uh, of, uh, of the news person talking about it. Here we go. Sheriffs say that one person was killed and another was injured when Baldwin fired a prop gun on a movie set. He has not been charged with a crime. He was questioned after yesterday's shooting, and then he was released. The movie cinematographer, 42-year-old Halina Hutchins, died in this incident. Director Joel Souza was treated at a hospital for unspecified injuries. And from what I heard, he was in critical condition, but he was released. And so that, of course, is good news. Unbelievably tragic news that this happens. And when you think about how many motion pictures everyone listening to this show uh, has seen over the course of their lives that involve gunplay. I mean, there is from yeah. The Godfather to John Wick, there are a ton of those. And the fact yeah. that there is such great regulation and there's such safety on sets that this doesn't happen more often, I think, is a wonderful thing. But this is, of course, an unbelievable tragedy. It brings to mind some other similar things like Bruce Lee's son's death, mm -hmm. uh, Brandon Lee, back in 1994. But there are some really confusing elements about this one, and we're just going to have to wait until the sheriff has done his investigation to figure out what exactly happened. Uh, what I can tell you is, I think a lot of audience members who go watch their action films 
I don't understand what a prop gun is and don't understand what blanks are. And and so when people think, oh, this is a prop gun that fires blanks, they think it's some sort of super soaker, you know, yeah. that uh, that just <laughs> makes a loud noise. And that's okay. not that's the what, That's the thing, because right. a lot of the people, I mean, a vast majority of our audience probably is very adept at, at regular guns and, sure. and loads and they understand, you know, ballistics and all that. But and so you think, oh, this is just like a little, uh, a little pop gun, a little cap gun that you can buy at the five and dime right. for your kid, and, right? And, and it isn't that. Oh, it, okay. it, it, no, uh, because a prop gun has to look as realistic as it possibly can for the suspension of disbelief in these movies. Uh, mm-hmm. th- uh, there was the, this is seems like a bit of a sidestep, but uh, you'll, you'll know why I'm I'm bringing it up. There is a trailer that was just released for an upcoming. Batman film with uh, Robert Pattinson and in that film if you watch this trailer on YouTube it's like a two minute trailer you'll see a bunch of bad guys trying to shoot the superhero and all of these flashes are going off it's a really neat little cinematic but that's what prop guns do and that's what blanks do they create this over exaggerated flash that doesn't happen in actual ballistics that doesn't happen with a real gun but it looks great on screen so if one of these things jams or malfunctions uh, the elements uh, in that gun uh, could act as a projectile and would oh. effectively become a bullet at that point, especially in close range. That's uh, what happened with Brandon Lee. Uh, it was a close range shot. Uh, he was finishing up a movie called The Crow. They had almost had the entire thing done, and he was tragically killed. Now, that footage has never been released. Um, mm. that, that that stunt person who fired the gun was not charged. It was an accident wow. on set. But they asked his family if they could finish the film, and they did in tribute to him. This film is called Rust with Alec Baldwin. It's an it's a Old West movie, and they hadn't even started filming yet. They were just doing pre, pre-production. That's when everybody yeah. comes on set and kind of rehearses. Yeah. I, you know, speculation here, but I doubt that they will finish this movie. I think that the movie is going to be scrapped in deference yeah. to this young lady who was uh, only 42 years old. She was I an up-and-coming cinematographer. Uh, she only done a couple of movies, apparently had a great eye. And the speculation part is we don't know how this happened. They were not filming a scene. So... You know, I've thought a lot about this over the last couple of days since this tragic news came out. There's a couple of different ways this could have happened. Was Alec Baldwin clowning around? You know, uh, possibly. We don't know yet. Or was he trying to act out a scene and shrapnel hit them? That's a possibility, too. But the fact that it doesn't involve another cast member and it involves a cinematographer tells me, I've seen action films where a gun is levied directly at at the camera. Perhaps they were trying to get a shot like that because the cinematographer would uh-huh, have to be uh-huh. in the line of fire. Okay. Like you're looking down the barrel of the gun. This kind of a, happens yeah, all okay. the time, and that would explain yeah, how the right. director and cinematographer were hit. Now, mm-hmm. the last couple of days, I've been a guest on a couple of different radio stations and a couple of different shows, including the Vic Borselli show here. And the first thing that I was trying to point out for the audience is, as much as people dislike Alec Baldwin for his personal life, for his for his politics, uh, he doesn't seem like he's a very nice person. But certainly, I wouldn't place the blame of an accident like this at the feet of any any actor who picks up a gun. I'll bring up the John Wick movies again. When Keanu Reeves picks up a gun and pretends to shoot a coworker, <laughs> he has to tr- he has to trust that these guns are not lethal weapons. 
on every yeah. single movie set that involves guns, there is a job called the armorer. And the armorer makes sure that all of these weapons look realistic and cannot harm people. Huh. So my first So there's thought, actually a, like a prop gun specialist on on the set, right? I mean, on called er, the armorer. On every single film that involves gunplay. And again, our audience, I'm sure, likes action films. They've watched the Schwarzenegger yeah. and, and, and Stallone films. Uh -huh. There are union armorers that make sure that those sets are safe. So my first thought was, how could this happen if they had a union armorer on set? Well, guess what, Randy Tobler? I did, I did some digging. It turns out, and this is just coming out, this is breaking news, that a lot of people who are working on this Old West film, Rust, started complaining to producers about unsafe working environments, including this cinematographer. And it turns out the armorers they had walked out. And so this film production brought in non-union uh, uh, gunmasters, and that is how this accident happened. Now, I was just saying this shouldn't be the actor's fault, but guess who's a producer on this film? Alec Baldwin. So the producer of the film, you are in charge of the film's production. And so I actually do think he could be held liable for, uh, in a wow. civil suit or maybe yeah. even a criminal suit if they got scabs, basically, non-union workers to come in and then an accident like this happens. It's it's horrifying. Well, it's interesting that you would say that because just before I hit the pillow last night, associate producer Helene, my wife, yes, as I'm literally dozing off and she said, there's something about some, some discord on the set and low budget and unions and non-unions. Yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm gone. And so thank God you're here to fill in the, the blank. But I, so to speak, yes, I, yes. just no pun intended. Sure. But um, I, this is frightening. It I is. mean, first, okay, so let me ask you this. One thing I do remember that she said as I was dozing off was there, or no, actually it was early this morning. Yeah, it wasn't last night. See, I, I lose track of time. I, somewhere along the line in my foggy memory in the last 12 hours or eight hours, I remember. A, 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 an expert who does uh, this kind of thing on the show, the armorer, Max, I feel a screenplay coming on, by the way, called the oh, armorer called, written called the by armor. Max voice. Sure. I mean, I'm telling you, this, <laughs> I feel a screenplay coming on. Um, said something about like the, 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 the impact or the, 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 the acoustic, the, the, the waves coming from this thing, like 20 feet. There was a 20 feet number that like you're supposed wow. to be pretty far away. I mean, yeah. And wasn't there a, an actor who was fooling around and put the gun to his temple and killed himself? And it was there was no projectile, there was no bullet in the gun. Well, certainly, well, and, someone. And yeah, I mean, there are different props for guns for different scenes because you do see close range shots in movies. I mean, it, it's yeah. incredible what we're able to do in the land of make believe. Yeah. But I think the story yeah. here uh, goes from wow, the prop. The prop gun misfire to we didn't have proper safety on set. Yes. And I yes. and and that actually becomes the story. And okay, whose fault is that? Well, it would be the producers on set, who is one of the producers, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. And so I think that uh, of course it's a gigantic tragedy, but this is why it doesn't happen more often yeah. because you do have safety on set. And I was trying to think of other actors and actresses who have killed people and what has happened to their career over the years. There was an actress from the 1990s who was in movies and television named Rebecca Gayhart, who tragically uh, backed over in her SUV a, a, a four-year-old child who was a neighbor. Oh. And ever, and of course, it was a horrible accident. But since then, her oh career God. kind of went nowhere. She kind of w was, was done after that. But on the flip side, you have Matthew Broderick, 
from Ferris Bueller, and and of course, yeah. you know, he was on Broadway and everything. And people forget that he was over uh, overseas, and he was dating Jennifer Grey at the time. He was driving on the wrong side of the road, and he hit and killed someone. And oh that's God. vehicular manslaughter. Yeah. And nobody ever yeah. brings that up, ever. And I, the did, guy, and, I, I don't, yeah. I, either I didn't know that or I've forgotten it. I didn't realize that so, about Matthew Broderick. So when people say that Alec Baldwin's career is done, I'm not sure that's the case. I certainly didn't think that was the case at all when it was an accident. Now that I realize that there was strife on set about safety, yeah. I, I think that the story is definitely developing. Yeah. Wow! Thanks for that uh, th to that insight, Max. Sure. I think this is why we listen. You should listen to this program, and why I listen to Max because he's a wealth of knowledge, and a uh, especially when it comes to the entertainment industry and, and that end of our culture, which is uh, all, which it dominates so much of our culture, which is uh, not only the big screen anymore, but you know Netflix and the little screen. Speaking of Netflix, we are going to talk about Dave Chappelle a little bit. But you know, as I think about it, Max, um, before we go to break, I just mm -hmm. want to to bring this up, and I'm going to give the number. It's 314-912-1019. Of course, this is News Talk STL, STL 1019. Um, and you can stream us on the app. You can stream us online. You know, I mean, it's, there's myriad ways you can get us on Alexa. Um, I would like to ask you, dear listener, if you think that maybe there's a metaphor here. Now that Max has, this is just coming out in my mind as Max has filled in some of the blanks on this thing. Uh, I just thought it was like, okay, there was someone put a bullet in the gun and wants to frame Malik Baldwin because they don't like him because it was a paparazzi. It was one of those New York City paparazzi that he went after a, lot of a few years actually, ago. actually, that don't like him. Huh? It could be a lot of people who would who yeah who it could be a lot. I mean, and uh, the first thing I said to someone at work yesterday was like, uh, I I feel terrible for her. I awful. Awful, because I understand she had a child. She's from the Ukraine, I, I understand. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Helena, Helena, uh, I think, uh, Hutchins. But it's like, well, karma gets you eventually. You know, if you're a jerk, you know, eventually bad things happen to you, whether it's the divine or whether it's the universe or whatever, or whether it's yourself. Karma gets you. And I just wondered if maybe there was some tomfoolery going on and someone's going to frame Alec Baldwin, you know, yeah. who knows? I don't know. But then when you explain the technical aspects and that there really is a lot of power, I think of it as a firework coming out of the, mm -hmm. I mean, it must be loaded. If you're having sparks and visible yes. flashes, yeah. well, there's got to be like a firework contained in a gun. Well, there's a lot of pressure built up in that puppy and just the cap on and all that that pops out could probably hurt someone. It went through her shoulder, we understand. And then, I guess, one shot and went through and then to the to the director behind her. I, I don't get it. Well, and, but it and, makes and me Alec wonder. And was saying on set, uh, who handed me this live gun? Well, I don't know. Did you fire the people whose job it was to make sure that didn't yeah. happen? Yes. that's a and problem. That, that's my point. Everything always culture is upstream from politics. Remember, Breitbart made that famous and it's, it's gone on. Shapiro says it on the Daily Wire all the time. It, it, should we think about, I mean, Alec Baldwin could probably many times over afford to personally, forget about the movie budget, personally pay union, uh, qualified union people to be on that set. And as you know, I have my problems with unions. Uh, we can talk about that with the longshoremen, uh, you know, out in L.A. in our supply chain. But um, could he could pay that. And about distribution of wealth in this country, I'm not a redistributionist. But it makes you wonder, Alec, if you'd have just paid another 50,000 bucks and spread it among two or three union armorers, would this have happened? 
And I have begged, I have sound bites going back to 2005 where I got in trouble from many of you that may be listening when I said, entrepreneurs, especially big time capitalists, you Rockefellers out there, you Tesla guys, you Bezos of the world, watch it. You've got plenty of bucks. Voluntarily share the wealth with those who are doing the job there. It's not happening. Amazon workers in, in, in parking lots living in their cars, non-union workers maybe not knowing what the hell they're doing when it comes to prop guns. 314-912-1019, News Talk STL, Tobler Show. We'll be back. Welcome back to the program. Talking a little bit about Alec Baldwin, I think the guy that everyone loves to hate. I think of that phone call to his daughter where he just scorched her. Just unbelievable. I mean, we can't play the we can't play the clip. It's just it would be a giant bleep the whole thing by the time Max got done making it <laughs> airworthy. Uh, 314-912-1019 here on News Talk STL, 1019-941, Android, uh, Alexa Skill, OS, you know, iOS app, you name it, you can get us. Don't forget to like us on Facebook as well. Uh, do want to tell you about a couple of exciting things coming up starting this Tuesday. Maxie, this is unbelievable. As of this Tuesday, News Talk STL has been on the air 100 days. That'll be our 100th day coming up on Tuesday. So uh, to, to mark the event, there's a there's a great promotion, uh, and it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, to, to, to celebrate the 100-day, uh, it'll be the 100-day cash giveaway. So, uh, you know, tune into the Mike Ferguson Show. Uh, at 710 this Tuesday for details on how you can uh, you can win a cash prize pack. And it'll be uh, two Newstalk STL shirts. They're very cool. Two Newstalk STL can koozies um, and uh, and a crisp 100 Franklin, a Ben Franklin. What? Uh, and uh, that's going to be given, I guess, all through the week. So 100-day cash giveaway to say thank you. Thank you and welcome home for your support here for Newstalk STL 101.9 and 94.1. You know, my we had one of those days in the office the other day at the end of the day it was one of those very trying difficult days but everything fell into place the team was working on a like a well-oiled machine from reception to financial to of course clinical and at the end of the day uh we were so exhausted we just walked out of the office i texted uh, nurse Lacey. i said um thanks for a great day and she said we when we're in the groove it's real good and, and that's what's happened on this station. We're in the groove, and it's a lot of fun, and I'm so glad you're with us, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and, and I hope you'll join in on the conversation, too. Give me a buzz, because I th this thing with Alec Baldwin gets more and more interesting, but I think it, it might be a metaphor, and we don't know ultimately whether a union guy would have, you'll never know, had a union guy been controlling the prop gun, would Alec Baldwin had not killed uh, this this cinematographer and the director of the of the of the show I don't I don't know, but at least it, it there's now reporting coming out and Max uh, echoed it in the very arena that you'd want uh, the most skilled the most the, the most um, regulated and highly you know very very on top of it. Uh, you know, the, the armor, you want that thing going off properly if it's going to go off and not hurting anyone. Uh, and maybe educating Baldwin, like, hey, this one's an extra powerful one. You have to be at least 30 feet away, not 20 feet away, not 15, whatever. You know, I'm sure that they instruct them based on the, the, the load of the, of the blank that's in there. And um, would that have happened? But it's a metaphor maybe for, for business. And perhaps for, I think now we can probably safely say in many corners, old style cigar smoking uh, Republican business owners. 
I think any more big businesses in bed with Democrats more than Republicans, at least over the last election cycle or two. Um, and the way you can see uh, the way big business has caved to the woke establishment. Um, you know, big business used to be in the pocket of the Republicans and the Republicans were the party of uh, crony capitalism. Well, it, Anytime you get government and business in bed and and government ultimately in, in the name of populism, which is not what the Democrats are doing, they're going to take from, you know, Rob, they're going to play Robin Hood, essentially. That's what they're saying out of one side of their mouth. On the other side of their mouth, Google visited the Barack Obama White House more than almost any other visitor, according to visitor logs. Uh, and you see how tech is definitely censoring conservative voices and not liberal voices, big tech. So you know where they're in they're in, in bed with, right? They're in bed with the left and the Dems. And so at the end of the day, I, I think it's just a moral responsibility. It's a moral responsibility on the part of, and this is where the conservative ethos, I think, has been lost on some self-styled conservatives. And it becomes almost an Ayn Randian, uh, it's all for me and one for me and all for me and whatever masses I can create and he who dies with the most money wins and capitalism rules. And, I, you know, I don't I hope you don't think I'm sounding like a socialist here. I'm for I'm for I'm for personal socialism. Now, what do I mean by that? I, I think if. If I'm running a company with 100 employees and I'm making $100 million and I'm paying my employees $8 an hour, I got a problem. Especially if they're not able to put food on the table and they're showing up to work and they're good people and they run nuclear families and they're bringing up their children in the, in the Lord's way. And I, you know, I, I do mean that literally, but I wouldn't insist on that as a criteria for sharing the wealth. <laughs> you know what I mean? If they're growing traditional families... And doing the right thing, I oh, and they're making my company and my personal and family wealth incredibly, unimaginably wealthy. Don't I feel some obligation? Because could I do it by myself? Hell no. It just seems morally the right thing to do. At any rate, and that's I don't know. That's the way I try to run the company. It's like, hey, I way remind of the saying big, that you're the gonna... big earners in the company. You know, hey, I know you want to raise, but we've got people that are doing some frontline work, especially court, for, court, toward COVID, that don't need a raise. That's why you're over the last few raise, years, right? there's been times right. when I didn't take a raise because <laughs> I I got enough. But go ahead, Max. No, I just said that's why you're you're going to give me a raise, right, Doc? Well, I'm not the producer of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'll tell you what, when uh, when uh, when the sponsors start to start to, you know really making it worth my while to do this show, by golly, I'll be sharing some of that wealth. No, we do radio because we love it. It is it's true. it is radio is not going to make you a Rockefeller. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I love doing this show. And I've done it for 20 years and uh, I've done it because I love it. Uh, no, you're not going to. In fact, Max, if no, I, you know what? If I uh, if I was a, a Sean Hannity guy or a Rush Limbaugh type guy or anything like that, you darn tootin', man. I, I get that's just I really strongly believe that I believe that all my life when I've been in leadership. I just I think it's a crime to crank on people to your own aggrandizement. You know, I, I just don't when when you're doing fine. It just makes no sense to me. 
But, but of anyway. course, you know, now that we are celebrating 100 days, I have to say that I am also here for the love, not only radio, but News Talk STL. It's a, it's a joy and a pleasure for me to be here every Saturday with you, Randy. So. Yeah, no, and I'm, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, the, the other thing we need to talk about is there's a fabulous, uh, our first big event coming up here on November 10th, Douglas Murray, who you see a lot on, I think he's on Tucker, isn't he a lot? Is I, it, or yes. is it Laura? Yeah. I don't know. But um, Douglas Murray, who's written a number of books, you know, he's a Brit, uh, and he's written the first book, I, I've got it here somewhere, but it was about sort of the decay of the British uh Experiment and the British Empire because of their socialist ways and warning, sort of warning shots over the bow for us Americans. Well, he's been commenting and on podcasts and, of course, on national TV and uh, book after book. So uh, he's going to be coming into town and uh, doing an event. So if you log on to... Uh, just, just get on to NewstalkSTL.com, and there's a badge there, and you can register and get free tickets for that event. I know that they're not unlimited. I don't know what the capacity of the room is, but when I talked to Jeff uh, Allen uh, just midweek, he's already up ahead of pace on attendees for that. So come join us for that evening. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Douglas Murray will be there, and um, and I think that you'll get a lot of insight into what's going on in our world, and because sometimes it is hard to, it is just hard to, to make any sense out of what's going on in our world. I mean, you, you look at the way people are behaving, you look at the way people are, are lashing out at others. It is just amazing to me that, that we tolerate that, that in our, it's almost like you can't imagine how in a, in a drug infested neighborhood, why do the neighbors tolerate that? And so whether it's on social media or whether it's on anywhere, why do we if we're involved and engaged in one or the other media platform, Twitter or Facebook or whether, why do we either engage in such vitriol or why don't we call it out more vociferously? And sometimes that means people on your own team misbehaving. We, we should police ourselves. I get in trouble for that once in a while because I was very vocal about what happened on January 6th. I anchored that night. I still think that's a day that will leave in, live in infamy. Not because of what Donald Trump said. He didn't, he didn't incite that riot. Not because of other people. I think of one of our other radio colleagues in town, good friend Mark Cox, who was there, and others. Many of you may have been there. I'm not talking about that. That was not why it lived in infamy. It lived in infamy because a few idiots who call themselves conservatives and often agree with what much of what I agree with decided to break into a federal building break bricks and mortar glass doors i mean i'm sorry that is just unacceptable and it needs to be called out it doesn't help our cause when people who are generally aligned with us i i'm all for freedom i i fly my don't tread on me flag here at the liberty lair that well-armed highly bunkered and fenced compound <laughs> uh <laughs> and it's true uh <laughs> uh you know, I I am all about that. I am lockstep about freedom and don't tread on me. But that doesn't give me the right to do what those people did. And similarly, I I I shudder when I see online someone who is trying to make a good point. Like, you know, this this Green New Deal is going to bring down America, and then they start just just blowing it in terms of the rhetoric and the messaging about that. Doesn't make sense. Anyway, Douglas Murray is going to uh, talk on reflections on the revolution in America, an outsider's perspective on the United States, and uh, that event is on November tenth. Uh, starts at five thirty. 
So uh, it'll be at uh, View 17, a modern broadcast and event center. I've not been there. Have you been there? I have, yes. I've actually done radio events there. And let me tell the listeners, it is set up perfectly for the kind of event that we are oh, we are going to be cool. doing. And uh, it's Good. got a great stage, plenty of seating. Uh, where I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll have some uh, hors d'oeuvres there and some drinks. Wow. It's a really beautiful place. Wow. And uh, this is going to be a great event to kind of kick off News Talk STL. Yeah. How neat. And will there be six feet of separation and you need your vaccine passport? Just I'm going to say no on that one. <laughs> I'm going to say no on that. I didn't check that out with Joe and Jeff, but, but I'm going to say no. I'll check it out. I think it's a safe bet that you won't need your vaccine passport there. So, Sam Page, come on down. No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, isn't it? Sam Page said that, well, I guess officially we probably have to have a mask, right? But But the council said they're not going to enforce it. I think that's the latest I've heard. Which doesn't make the, any sense. So you have to have one, but they're not going to enforce it. So then yeah. do you have to have one? It's almost like saying I you have that, to wear your seatbelt, but we're not going to enforce it. What? Yeah, that was a slap in the masked face of uh, Sam Page. I was on with uh, Tim the other night, Tim and Chris the other day, and um, I was saying it's like, you know, this thing with Sam Page, uh, maybe he had too much anesthesia gas. Uh, maybe that's, you know, because he's an anesthetist yeah. and standing up there at that end of the table. Maybe there was a leak in the machine over the years because, <laughs> Sam, I don't know what you're thinking. I just don't know what you're thinking. Hey, when we come back, talk a little bit more about my CNN, Fox and uh, friends and Fox uh, and, and Cavuto appearance last week. And we'll talk about vaccines and the mandates and where you and I stand on that. And uh, some of the, yes, death threats that I got just because I said that Biden was wrong. CNN. Yes, that happened. We'll be back here on News Talk STL 1019-941. Welcome home. Our reality is we need staff to work. And in return for you working, we're not going to ask you to get a vaccine mandate. There were people in the hospital that freely shared that if a vaccine mandate happened on our account or on anyone else's, they would not work here. That's just something they weren't going to put in their body. And we thought, well, why not take advantage of people's perceptions and people's fears? Because everyone wears an N95 mask when they're giving patient care anyway. A lot of people were pleased that, that we honored their right to choose what they want to do with their body. And I think that may have helped retain some staff that may have been tempted to jump to other places because of salary or what they perceive as different working conditions. Well, that's just one clip from a CNN news story that aired last Sunday, not uh, this past, but the previous Sunday evening and, and Monday morning. And uh, later on in that story from CNN, uh, when they came to our area here near the Liberty Lair and looked at our hospital and our area, and we're focusing on why uh, rural areas don't get vaccinated and why people like me had made statements previously in print media. I had done it on uh, Kaiser Health News and other that, hey, we are already short staffed. We had already lost 20, almost 20 percent of our staff during COVID. That's universal across rural uh, America and, and, and sometimes in metropolitan America as well. But um, here in St. Louis, I know there were areas where there were short staff uh, all the time, you know, to, to deal with the COVID onslaught. And I, it, we had made before President Biden spoke. That's when the CNN crew was out. They sent a crew of three and. They came up and said, so what's with you guys? Why don't you get vaccinated? And it was clear that the, the journalist, who we had a great relationship with, interviewed me for an hour, um, you know, said, "What? just scratching your head, basically, uh, metaphorically, and saying, why, why aren't people getting max vaccinated? Like, what's wrong with you? Maxinated. That's going to be my new thing. You're, we're maxinated here on the show. Producer Max. We're I'm maxinated. maxinated. <laughs> and... Uh, 
And I said, well, look, I don't know. We're independent people generally. I think in the heartland, whether you live in Metro St. Louis or outstate or in Metro, you know, Chicago or outstate Illinois, there are a lot of Americans who just don't want to be told what to do, especially with something that's new and clearly has a different side effect profile than than most vaccines. That's been understated. I mean, the side effects are not long lasting, but they can be pretty significant, knock you down for a day or three um, in some cases. So that's okay. Uh and, and a lot of the people that didn't want to get vaccinated had natural immunity. And I strongly believe that natural immunity gives you robust immunity. Is it the same? Is it a little better, a little worse? I don't know. But the data supports that it's probably as good in most cases, if not better, at least according to, you know, some studies. And they ought to give, give them credit. So I also told, so what, but this, what got me in trouble was, and it was later in the piece, I said, I think President Biden made a mistake and it's going to backfire. Well, oh, so I'm in Cancun. And we just, you know, we went to the breakfast buffet at this all-inclusive, and I was happy. And I get this email from my chief nursing officer that says, death threats against many people in the hospital. We're on lockdown. Uh, you know, the cops are circling. And I'm, what? Death threats? And then the the avalanche of criticism online. Uh, you should resign. You should lose your medical license. You're endangering your patients and the families and their coworkers by not making sure everyone's vaccinated. And I scratched my head and I, there wasn't enough tequila to quell my nerves at that time. I mean, I'm, I've never had a personal death threat, but I, you know, I've had, I've had some online anger and threats and hope that I die because of things I've said on the air. And we all get that. I mean, you know, Max, you may have even panned some film that someone liked and someone gave you some angry criticism, you know, criticism. I had a couple of political opinions on an old show yeah. on an old station that actually resulted in some death threats. And so that yeah. does not feel good. I got to say. Yeah. And, you know, that's a felony. That's a felony. When you make a personal threat, uh, uh, you know, like if uh, the threat that we had was if if another covid patient dies in your hospital, I'm going to kill you. And there was a lady, a receptionist who was strongly anti-vaccine at the top of that that CNN piece that ran for about eight, ten minutes. Um, and, And she got the same one. Well, you know, I was a little nervous about that. And I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to make a big deal out of it. But uh, so after that, then I get a call from our communications director and it's like, hey, Fox and Friends first want you and Cavuto Live wants to talk to you and several other print journalists want to talk to you. I said, why? I just said I'm pro vaccine, but I'm against the mandate because the other thing I said in the CNN piece, I, I frankly, it's it's what did I, what's the word I use? It's it's unimaginable to me or I don't understand why. They don't get a vaccine, and I've been very full-throated about that. We, Vic and I and uh, Tim and I and Chris and I, we've all had conversations about, well, yeah, I'm pro-vaccine, but, you know, uh, I, I really don't understand why people don't want to get it. But that's okay. That's their right as far as I can tell so far. So at any rate, um, we, we then, <laughs> the next day and a half was spending, I spent an hour with the Fox technical people to uh boy they have you set up the it's got to be that you got to get a, a elevation for your laptop here i am in a in a resort room in cancun right and they got to get the lighting right and everything has to be perfect in the tech and i'm thankful jennifer the tech person at fox thank you you made the you put some lipstick on the pig it was great i mean made me look as good as randy's gonna look and um i, I told her i said i have a face for radio thanks for helping me here but um you know, it was great. So then we did the Fox and Friends things at 3.30 in the morning on uh, on Wednesday morning. Do you have that clip up? 
I do. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, let's play that. Here's well, Fox I tell and you, it's really a warning that if uh, we lose more staff, we won't be able to deliver the great care that people have become accustomed in our in our area. We've lost already many of our staff doing, due to the emotional consequences of the COVID-19 crisis. And now on top of this, many have expressed their very sincere desire to resign or find another industry, do something else other than get the vaccine. And so this could be a crushing blow for our ability to deliver care to our community. 3.30 in the morning, doctor. 3.30 in the morning. Well, but, you know, isn't it on every broadcaster's bucket list to be a talking head on the Fox News Network? I, I mean, so. you know, yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. But I wanted to get my word out that, look, I'm I'm pro-vax, but I'm just, I think it's a mistake. And I'm not the only one. It's just that I'll say what others think. Well, that's what I'm, you know, that's my, that's what I do. A lot of people think things, all the CEOs are like, God, we're already stressed for staff. And, you know, what happens if we lose more if someone shows up with COVID or anything else? So, Here's where you learn about media. First, I learned about on the CNN thing. Be careful when they're going to edit things because they they didn't put some things in that piece that they should have. And I should have known better. But even on the live thing, on the social media, then the first tweet that comes out two hours after the, the, the Fox and Friends thing, it says, CEO says he will not enforce Biden's mandate. And I said on the piece, because Max, you've seen the piece. Let me be clear. When the mandate comes out, because all the president did was said, CMS tell hospitals what the rules are, what the penalties are, what you know can't is there a, is there a, a testing option, whatever, and and I had to call them up. I called Fox and I said, hey, you guys got it wrong. I didn't say I wasn't going to enforce the mandate. I regret it, but we'll have to enforce it. At any rate, and then I went on Cabuto and I straightened it out. And even Neil Cabuto had it wrong. God love Neil. I think he's great. But he says, so how are you handling this mandate? I said, I'm waiting for the rules. We still don't have a mandate. That's what you say well, in, in that straightening clip that is that once you do have the mandate, of course, you will follow the rules. Yeah. But then you just say how it's it's yeah. farcical. And, and so I happen. made sure by the time the week evolved, I wanted to make it crystal clear because I'm sure at this point, the people at CMS and all the Medicare and Medicaid people are like, oh, we got a target on the back of Tobler in his hospital. We're going to. No, no, we're going to enforce it. We just think it's a guess what happened after that one. All of the anti-vaxxers came out and said, you should resign your license because you're telling people to get the vaccine because it kills them. You can't win for losing, folks. I'm telling you. But I figure you're probably in the right spot when the anti-vaxxers are on your case and the pro-mandators are on your case. That's probably the right place to be. Hey, I'm Randy Tober. When we come back, we're going to talk about Dave Chappelle and uh, how he can't even make friends with the anti-Chappellers after this on News Talk STL. Thanks for being here. Welcome home.